Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Shep. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hey guys, and welcome to today's show. Thank you very much for being here today. As always, I'm very grateful that you're taking the time out of your day to listen to me. Hopefully, I got some good tips for you guys today. We're going to talk about power. What power is, what it should be, what it means to crave power, what it means to control power, you know, all, all these different things. I think I think the biggest thing is there are times where you're really walking through life and you're thinking, damn, things are going really good. I am literally in my power. I know what I'm doing. I got the promotion. I got the corner office. Everything is going so smoothly. Yet, why is it I keep pissing people off? Why is it that every time I meet a goal, I don't really feel fulfilled? Why is it that I still don't have the, all the friends that everybody else seems to have. And what the fuck is an ego? <laughs> you know, why, why does everybody keep talking about ego, ego, ego? So we're going to talk about just, you know, di- different things about that today, different things that, that we can do to help. When you, when you're trying to make it in life, you really have to fight. Okay. I mean, I mean, cause, and that's the truth of it. A lot of people are like, Oh no, life's not like that. But but no, you, you got to be the dragon. You, you got to kick ass. You got to take names. You need to stand strong. You need to, you know, then it starts in high school. You, you know, you have to be stronger. You're going, you're going to get eaten up. In college, same thing. Get those good grades. You, you got to you work hard. You got to have that power. You have to be well-rounded. All of these different things, you got to come into your power if you want to reach your potential. If you've made it this far and you've silenced your inner voice and you're like, okay, I have the power to be anything I want. I'm going to get rid of these self-limiting beliefs. I'm never going to let anybody shackle me or, you know, put limitations on my future because I'm very courageous. I'm strong. I'm powerful. And, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm going to run over as many people as I can to get to the top. And then when you get to the top, you realize, Hey, I did good, but it's awfully lonely up here. That's where wisdom comes in. That's where service to others comes in. You know, there, there's a, a lot of term now called, you know, servant leadership. Servant leadership means you give away your power to other people so that they can achieve their goals. They can achieve their, they can achieve their objectives. You know, you're giving your power to others and trusting them with it so that they can reach their potential so that you have followers who are stronger than you, who support you, who want you to be successful because you mentor them, you coach them, you help them, you led them through service. And, and that's a hard fit. It's hard to let go of that power once you once you get that taste of it. 
that's where that ego comes in. You know, you have a very broader perspective on life as you get those promotions, as you, as you get that corner office, you know, you get a lot of confidence, you get a lot of, you know, you have to have the sales objectives. You have to have the goals. You have to impress your bosses. So you have it within you to be both a creator and a destroyer. And, and I think that's a lot of what people don't understand is you can create wonderful, wonderful things. And it's very easy for you to, to destroy them. You can destroy people's confidence in you. You can destroy trust. You can destroy your reputation. You know, if your moral compass is, is jacked, you're going to have people who follow you who don't respect you. And that's, that's a shitty way to lead. When you have people who have a lot of potential, who you, you've hand-selected, and they think you're a douche and they're not going to do shit for you, that's on you, man. That is on you. If you're not collaborating with your team, if you're not helping your team be successful, if you think that any kind of training budget that you have is a waste of money, because why should I train my team? They should already know their shit. You, again, you're, you're leading with your ego. The ego is very intoxicating when it comes to power. It, it literally is like a drug. I mean, you feel so good because you have this power. You make this money. You have this office. You're able to tell people what to do. You can ruin their day if you want to. If somebody pisses you off, you have the power to make them pay. But what you don't understand if you're doing that kind of leadership is that as a leader, people are giving you their trust. They're giving you their trust and they're asking you to hold it. And they're asking you to, to not to stomp on it, to be a temporary steward of their trust so that they can grow, so that they can work in a environment that is healthy and strong. And you're creating a community of leaders within your department, within your business. Even with your clients, if you're a solopreneur or entrepreneur and you work to make, you know, with your clients, you're helping them through your leadership. You're there to solve their problems. And you're there to support them. People who really have power don't seek power. That's one of the, the greatest things. And there's a shadow side to power. It's, it's that temptation, the temptation to, to just, you know, squelch over people, do what you need to do, get the job done. You know, I'm going to be strong by making others weak. You know, I, I talk a lot about assertiveness. To me, I, I believe that true assertiveness is when you stand strong in your convictions. You stand strong with who you are and you never diminish anyone that is around you. That's the difference between assertive and aggressive behavior. Because an aggressive person 
will stand strong by belittling people that work for them, people that work with them, even their bosses, friends, family. If you're an aggressive leader and you think that the only way that you can stay in power is by hurting others, that's horrible. I've worked with a couple of women in my career who are so pro-women, you know, it's like they, they eat, breathe, and live women power, women power, women power. And they are incredible leaders when it comes to men. Like I have seen them be complete servant leaders to men. But then when another woman comes into the office, it's like, it's horrible. The ego comes in and takes over. And even though that they have this mantra of, I, I believe in womanhood and, and I believe in women strong and I believe there should be more women leaders, more women CEOs. They, they just like destroy each other with, with office politics. And I'm like, what the hell? And it, it's that kind of ego driven thing that I've seen with women and men. Men can do the same thing. So when you're leading someone, when you are running a business, when you are in a position of power, what kind of leader are you? What does servant leadership mean? Like I said earlier, it means that you give away your power to help other people achieve their personal and professional goals. You give away your power so that they can achieve the objectives of the organization or of your business. By giving them your power, you're helping them to reach their full potential. And, and that's what it means to be a true, a true leader. I always, when I interview, I look for people who are smarter, better, greater than me. Because I know that that person is going to excel because I'm going to give them the opportunity to excel. I want their dreams to come true. I want them to get promoted. I want them to get the job they want, even if it's not in my organization. Even if I know that when I hire them, that they're probably not going to be with me three years from now because of their growth and because of their dreams. It's still worth having them with me in order to enrich their life, but also for them to enrich mine and my company and my business. It's incredible to see that. I had, I had one guy fresh out of college once that I hired and, and he was a spitfire. I mean, he picked up things so quickly and within, gosh, within four months, he was my right hand and he was helping me with, me with everything and he was making better decisions than I was. And it, it was funny because I remember one time I, I came in and, um, he's like, Oh, I thought you were off today. I'm like, no, I'm working. Is, is that a problem? And he's like, no, but we, we usually get more done when you're not here. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, it, it, but that is the thing is like, he was such a good leader that I didn't need, to, I didn't need to, to do things to tell him things. I just needed to, to be there to help him support him. I knocked down walls that he was unable to. That was my only role with him. I let him 
dictate what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do. He knew the numbers. He knew everything as, as well as I did. And when it came time for him to get promoted, it, it was a, a no-brainer. I recommended him for a, a position equal to mine. He went, he got it, he led, and he was with the company for a couple of years before he went on to something different. And now, nine years later, he is incredible because he's a vice president of a company. But I took a chance on him because I saw that raw potential. I just needed to help teach him a little bit, teach him the things of that wisdom allows, you know, how to be that servant leader. That's the kind of stuff they knew. Cause he was, he was again, one of those, you know, he came out of, of a fraternity. It was all about power, 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 you know, and my first couple of weeks with him, we talked a lot about that. You will never, ever make anyone feel small in our organization. That was, that was my decree for my entire management team. That was my decree that we treat our employees better than our customers because our employees are on the front line with our customers. And if they're happy, if they're taken care of, if they're, you know, represented, if they're supported, if they're protected, then they're going to do good by us. And I ran great organizations like that. I'm very proud of the work that I did. And now I carry that in, into my entrepreneurship. You know, I, I build teams. I build businesses. The team that I have now, I'm very proud of. I was talking to one last night. I called her and I said, hey, I need a little bit of a, you know, a little check here to see if I'm on target or if, or if I'm being a dick. And she was like, no, you're totally on target. You know, you're fine. Um, just keep going, you know. And, but what I like about her is that she would tell me if I was being a dick. She would say, Dave, you're, you're overreaching. Or Dave, you're, you're, the expectations are not fair. They're not real. I value that. I value a team that keeps me in check to make sure that my power is not ego driven. My team has my trust and I have theirs because it's not just leadership. It's followership. Okay. You have followers that there are, you only have what they give you. The only true power that you have as a leader is the power that your followers give you. If they stop giving you their power, you have no power as a leader because they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to be there for you. They're not going to help you. They're not going to do the things that you need to do. A lot of people in leadership positions, whether it's in companies or whether it's in politics, wherever, they don't realize that the only way that they get to keep power is based on what we give them. And I think that if they did realize that, that they would do things a lot differently in order to make sure that in this role, that they become servants. You are a servant to the people. You are a servant to the masses. 
you are a servant to your organization. And that is what makes an incredible, incredible leader. You have the power to create and you have the power to destroy. Let's talk about destroying for a minute, because I think that that is something that a lot of people don't understand. In my early years of management, I didn't do it right. You know, I didn't have this magic pill where I was promoted and it's like, oh, okay. You know, I went in with ego. I went in with power. It's like, hey, this is, this is my office. You knock when you enter, you know, I'll close my door for privacy whenever I want. You go do your job. I'll do mine. <laughs> I was pretty pathetic. I admit it. I admit it. I had, I had a manager who was under me who was four foot nine, you know, and I'm, I'm like six feet and she was a spitfire and she was, I remember her knocking on my door one day and I'm like, yeah, come in. And she comes in and she's like, get your fucking ass out here because we need you open your door. Stop closing your door. Stop thinking you're better than we are. Eat lunch with us. Get out here. And I was like, excuse me, who the, who the fuck do you think you are? And she was just like, shut up and get out here. And you know what? I did. I was afraid of her. <laughs> she was four foot nine of meanness, but I respected her. And she held up a mirror and I didn't like what I saw. And she helped me. She helped me realize that I was creating this fissure, this gap between me and my employees, between me and my management team. They didn't have my back because I didn't have theirs. Luckily, she had mine. And it allowed me to rebuild trust. It allowed me to rebuild into a good manager, into a good team. And those are some of the best memories of my career was when I got my head out of my ass. And I realized what it meant to be a servant leader. This was back in the nineties before the term was, you know, cool before it was what was expected of leaders. And it was fun. I remember one time where we had a, a massive, um, some kind of massive something happened at one of our other locations. It was an electrical outage. All the computers were fried. Um, and, and it was just like, holy shit. So we had to get all, all kind of new stuff going on in there. So we needed a day for all the equipment to be flown in for all the techs to come out. And I remember my team helping going over there, kind of taking charge. Like I, you know, cause I wasn't there, but my team went over and they took charge and they did a lot of stuff by hand and they did a lot of the cleanup and they did a lot of, of, of directing to get the new equipment, to get the, to get that place up and running quickly and efficiently. And I remember getting a call from that night from my boss saying, what the hell your team came in to this location and they did a better job than the people who are work there. Who's, 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 you know, place this was, what is that? And at that point it became, well, they're really good. They really care. And they wanted to make me look good. 
and it ended up to where I ended up doing a lot of trainings from there. It, it kind of led me into my role as a life coach because my boss saw that I had a lot to offer. So he started putting me in that leadership role where I, I could go to other locations where I could start doing training classes, seminars, um, you know, all these different things. And it was fun. But that happened. My career blew up. My destiny changed because my team wanted to make me look good. Because I got my head out of that, my ass, I opened my door and I stopped leading with my ego. So what kind of leader are you? How do you lead your organization? Do you know all of your employees' names? Do you know their spouse's names? Do you know how many kids they have? Do you know what's important to them? Do you know what their future goals are? Do they have a side hustle that they're doing so that they can try and open up their own business one day? What do you know about them? How do you support them to make their dreams come true? How do you effectively share your power with them? The funny thing is, is this doesn't only apply to work. This applies to family. You know, if your parents and, you know, you, you and your spouse have kids, this applies to, to your spouse. This applies to your kids. What kind of servant parent are you? You stay strong. You lead, you teach, but you give your power to them so that they can become good adults, good human beings, so that they can rise into their power. It's the same in friendships. You surround yourself by people who protect you, who support you, who are grateful for you because you support them. Because you are grateful for them. If that's how you're living your life and that's what you're surrounded with, contact me. Be a guest on my show. Because I'm telling you, the world needs more of that. We need leaders who understand that it's not about power. It's about how we treat people who give us their trust. People who follow us, and I'm not talking Instagram followers or Facebook followers. I'm talking about people who follow us, follow what we do, follow us in business, follow us in personal life, follow us in family, all these things. People who follow us who say, you're a great guy and I want to be around you and I want to learn from you. I'd like for you to be my mentor or I'm just going to watch you from what you do and see what kind of leader you are and how wholesome you are and, and what what it is that you stand for, because I want some of that in my life. When people follow you because they see that you're creating a community and that you're creating something special, it's incredible. I had one woman tell me one time, she says, you know, working with you is so incredible because you create Camelot. You create this perfect environment where everybody 
has a voice, where everybody feels needed, where everybody has a role, where everybody can expand. And I love that because I'm such an authorian geek. <laughs> I mean, I love, you know, the story of King Arthur Merlin. In fact, I am making my current one-year program for life coaching. It's uh, it, it has that feel to it. And it's kind of funny. And I was told the other day, I was like, well, you really shouldn't do that because you're, you're going to limit people. You know, when you talk about Merlin and King Arthur and Camelot, as in your sales pitch and, and on your sales page, why, you know, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, I kind of, I kind of like it first of all, because it's me, it, it's who I am. And if I'm going to work with somebody for a year, I kind of want to be able to geek out every now and then and talk about things. So if they get me, if they, if they read my, my sales page for my one year program and they see what I'm about and the way that I've broken it out, and it is kind of medieval Camelot fantasy Arthurian legends and they get it, then we're going to work well together. So why not? Because that's me. I'm real. I'm a good coach. I'm a good leader. I intuitively know things and I use that to help others. And that's what, that's what you need to do. You need to trust your gut. You need to figure out what kind of leader that you want to be so that you lead by creating and not destroying. So if you have any questions, please let me know. Please know that um, whenever you reach out to me, I'll always reach, reach back. I, I do very well at that. I got about 10 people at the last week's uh, show who contacted me just for some more information and just had some questions and I was, I was able to help them and, and they have presented me with some problems they're having in their life. So I, I like that. It's good. Um, so if you, if you have anything going on as a leader and you're trying to find your power, please know that uh, you got somebody in your corner and that somebody is me. What I want you to do is take action, take your power, and wield it wisely. Wield your power with compassion. Wield your power with trust. Please do what is best for your community. Do what is best for you. Okay, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you next week.